Welcome back to E8 Sports Pod, and we are going to be recapping and looking at the outlook of the March Madness East region. Uh, so the number one seed, Purdue. Oh, and we're also going to give each team grades. So Purdue's grade is an F. Yes, that's obviously. They lo- the second team in history to lose. At least they didn't get blown out like Virginia team. did. Yeah. So Zach Heady, I actually didn't know this before the game, but he's actually a foot taller than every single FDU player. FDU is the, the shortest team in yeah, the nation. Yeah, FDU is the shortest team in the nation. They didn't and, even win their conference tournament, too. Yeah, the ED only scored 21 points, and he didn't get a single shot off in the last nine minutes of the game. That's because quickness mattered. And yeah. all the Purdue guards were freshmen. So it's like... They, yeah. And, they were, and nobody and wanted to shoot the ball. They were FDU's, all too scared. FDU's strategy was to make them try to shoot threes. Yeah. And they did. They were like, uh, there he shot 19.2% from three. Yeah. So it was a really good strategy, and they, um, like the last as the game was close and it just kept going the further into the game, the Purdue players, the guards that were obvious freshmen, they're not ready for the moment exactly. Mm-hmm. They were scared to shoot. Nobody wanted to shoot. And then you also see like they're dependent on a center, and it's hard to, well, like when guard your guards aren't great because like centers can only take you so much. Like we see so many far. So many times in the tournament when a team that has a great center loses a game just because their play around them isn't mm-hmm. great. The only positive part about this is that the other time that this happened, Virginia, they lost. They were the number one seed. They lost the first round. The very next year, they went and won the whole tournament. So I'm not saying it's going to happen again. It's not happening, Purdue. Maybe. Not going to do anything. Okay. Not maybe, Purdue. They've lost like to like the last their last three losses in the tournament were all to double digit seeds. St. Mary's last year. What was the one? No, St. Peter's Saint, last year. St. Peter's. Um, North Texas the year before, maybe the year before that. Hmm. That's funny. That's, that's pretty bad. Okay. Uh, the number two seed in the conference, Marquette. I gave him a C plus. Um, because they had a really nice season. I know we're grading this on the actual tournament. Uh, but they were picked to finish eighth in their conference, and then ended up winning it and getting a number two seed. I give uh, them a C minus, yeah. almost an F. Oh, by the way, our grading uh, is A and a plus and A minus, B a. plus B minus, C plus C minus, and an F. Well, you can have an A and a B and a C. And stuff like that. You can have an A, B, and C too. Yeah. Plus or minus, or just A, and all of those. Otherwise, I would have given them a D, but. Anyway, Marquette's was worse. If, to me, if you're a top four seed, you're kind of expect like theoretically you should make the Sweet 16. So it's yeah, but I'm not gonna give them an F. Well, I know it's not an F, but I say it's pretty close to failing just because they played really well in the second half against Vermont. Cam Jones, he scored 18 points in a row. That was it was really impressive. He, I don't think he missed a field goal in that stretch. But the thing is, is Better coaching wins a lot in March Madness, and Tom Izzo's better coach. The shock yeah, is smart. Proven that. Yeah, he wins in March, so who knows how far Michigan State could go out. Another thing, one of their better player, their best players, Tyler Kolek, uh, he only had eight points against Vermont and seven points against Michigan State, so he didn't show up. That's one of the reasons they lost against Michigan State. All right. The three-seed Kansas State, 
they get an A. They are on to the Sweet 16 at this point, and they're going to be playing Michigan State uh, tonight, Thursday. Um, they haven't, I don't feel like they've looked dominant, but they have won both their games, and then Marquette and Purdue are both out. So they're the top seed in the region right now. Uh, so they pretty much, theor theoretically, I can't say that right now, they have the best chance to make the Final Four. I'd give them, yeah, I'd probably give him an A. Marquise Noel, he's done really good. He's he, averaging 27 points. Yeah, and he's going back to New York. He's a New York native to play in the um, Sweet 16, so he's back home. Okay. And he, he also did really good in the Kentucky game. Yeah, I said he's averaging 27 points. That was wrong. He, <clears throat> against Kentucky, he scored 27 points, and then he assisted nine baskets, so he did really well against Kentucky. Yeah. And Keontae Johnson, also a very talented player on their team. So, between the yeah. two of them, they should be able to beat Michigan State. But I have Michigan, Michigan State actually, winning. I think Kansas State's going to win. Michigan State is actually favored by one and a half right now, a seven seed over a three seed right now. So, that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like it's a lot to do with Tom Izzo, like I mentioned earlier. Like, um, the coach Coaching for Kansas takes State you, oh, is like, it's his first year oh. at Kansas State. I mean, they, they weren't even projected to do good in the Big 12 this year. Because they, they, they didn't really know how Keontae Johnson would come back. Yeah, but, like, they didn't. People didn't think they'd do good, and they have been good, so. Yeah. All right, uh, the four seed, Tennessee, I gave them an A-. Uh, they had a hard time putting Louisiana away. They were up. They were up uh, in the second half. But yeah. then they let Louisiana get back into the game, and I think that's a bad sign. Because they need it, they should be able to. I think all you all finish you need to the worry, game. All you need to take from that is they were able to survive. So many teams can upset. And they beat Duke too. They beat Duke, and they made Duke play their way. They imposed with their. They're the number one defense in the nation. I don't. Know, I think. I don't think they're the number one. Yeah, know. they are. They're the number one team in the nation. I mean, the number one defense in the nation. Okay. So uh, they force teams to play their way. They did that against a Duke team that people say is more talented, but they're younger. Tennessee's older. They have experience, and they realistically have a great shot of the Final Four because Rick Barnes is a great coach. He's won at Texas, and he's winning. Now, I mean, he's had some, like, disappointments, like last year, and they lost to Michigan, but it seems like they have him on track, even without Zakai Ziegler because he tore his ACL is out for like, near the end of the year, he's out for the season. But they're still playing just as good, which is impressive because Sky Ziegler is arguably their best player. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be matched up against FAU, Florida Atlantic. Uh, and FAU averages 78.4 points per game. They didn't play in, like, the best conference. But it'll be interesting to see yeah, how they're able to handle that. Conference USA. Yeah. All right, uh, the five seed Duke. I'm giving them a B. They came into the tournament on an eight-game winning streak. They wrecked Oral Roberts. They scored the first 15 points of the game and led at 17 at halftime. And then they lost to Tennessee uh, by I think 13 or 12 or something like that. Uh, and there wasn't a single lead change in the second half, so it wasn't really. I mean, it was competitive in the second no. half. Yeah, it was close, but and then at the end, Tennessee. Lead was up six at half, and they just 
they couldn't get anything going. Jeremy Roach, they're well, him and Filipowski are like two of their best players, but Jeremy Roach was in foul trouble, so it was hard for them to be able to get anything going, and they also just couldn't match the physicality that Tennessee brought. So it's like that's the thing with like these one and done teams that have like a lot of one and done players. It's hard for a team to like when they're a young team for them to really be able to connect. Yeah, and, and both to be play more physical than run. like the teams that have seniors and super seniors or upperclassmen in general. Uh, another reason I gave them a B. This is their first year without uh Coach K, who coached them for forty two seasons, and so I feel like. At least the way they ended the season, especially on an eight-game winning streak, that I feel like that's a success. Being able to still connect and like be able to have the chemistry at least at the end of the season, I feel like if they if their new coach can keep doing that, then that'll be good. I give them a C plus just because I feel like they should have beat Tennessee. Tennessee. I feel like they sh- they had a I feel like they were the team that should have been able to win the Final Four. That was like win the Final Four. Not win the Final Four. Make it to the final. Win the region. That's what I meant. Win the East region because I didn't. The region isn't strong. Obviously, the one and two already fell before and didn't even make the Sweet Sixteen. But like they, they would have gone by, then by Tennessee. Then it's just Kansas State left, which I thought they could have won the region. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number sixty, Kentucky. I'm giving them a B. Um, they definitely could have beaten Kansas State. They're right with them the entire game, and the shooting percentages were really similar. And then they also out rebounded Kansas State by 19 points. In the tournament, 19 points out rebounds. 19 rebounds. Wow. In the tournament, they out rebounded teams by a lot. There's no they have one of the yeah. Oscar Sheboy. Uh huh. Average, he's puts up huge. I mean, he scores like. And it was his percent. senior season, so. Yeah, but he's like, gone now. I mean, last year too, he just like grabs so many boards, and he once mm-hmm. he gets his hand on the ball, he doesn't just like let go. Like rarely you exactly. ever see him like it. Once he has hands on the ball. Mhm. So I feel like they played well against. Um, they played well against Kansas State, but they just weren't able to pull it out of the end. It was pretty close than Kansas State. Just one. Well, they did take care of business against Providence. Yeah. So that was good for them. They all. It's like. Getting one win. But the Blue Buds, they're not doing well in the tournament this year. Like okay. Duke, Kentucky, UCLA. UCLA make, is. North Carolina didn't even make the tournament. In the Sweet 16 at this point. Kansas. Yeah, it's just. Just rough. I feel like Blue Buds are like. Less and less of a thing now. Yeah, because I feel like more and more teams... Because the transfer portal... More it's talent. more diverse. They're, the talent is more spread across college basketball. There isn't yeah. just like a few teams that are completely dominant anymore. Yeah, it's also the transfer portal, NIL, also um, super seniors that like because of the COVID year. Um, you're yeah. getting more experienced teams and you see more upsets happening, which just shows that it's better. It's not like necessarily the one seeds are as bad or two seeds. Like you, this is a third straight year that a 15 seed has beat a two seed. But I just feel yeah. like it's just because the talent is getting better. More and more, like basketball spreading across the world too. The more people are playing it, there just means more talent. Yeah. And you don't have to, there's not a big difference between the powerhouse blue blood and like a smaller school. Well, there is, as, I feel not, like there's still a big no, difference. I, there's not as big of a difference as like 20 years ago. Yeah. 
20 years ago, there would never... How, how many... 50, there's been 10 15 seed upsets. I'm just wondering how recent all of those are. I don't, I don't know. I mean, the three of them are just the last. Three of them, yeah. Three years. Okay, moving on to Michigan State, the seventh seed. Uh, they are still in the tournament. They beat... Sorry. They beat Marquette, uh, and they also beat USC. USC first. Yeah, the first they beat USC. Uh, and I feel like they could make a Final Four run. I have them in my Final Four for my second chance bracket. No. They just look They're going down. really good. And they've played the second half really well, too. Uh, their second halves have been better than their first half, statistically. No, they're not going to have a Final Four. They're losing to Kansas State. Kansas State, Keontae Johnson, Marquis Snow is better than... Um, the Sweet 16 is when the games start actually getting good. Like, you can count on the games being good. Yeah. I mean, there's still good games. In the, but just obviously not as consistent. But I still... Michigan State, even if they lose... It's still, still an, probably an A, A-plus. Yeah, it's an A-plus because they beat the number two team. They... Like, I had Marquette going to the championship game. Yeah, you just don't know that much. I mean, I. But <laughs> Michigan State, great job, especially Tom Izzo. But they also AJ Hogard, they're really good. They have mm-hmm. experience. It seems like Michigan State always has some seniors that make big contributions. Everyone's not just trying to leave right away. Hmm. They're. They did only shoot twelve. And a half percent from the three-point line against Marquette. Yeah, but they so they need to improve that. Well, if you do good, if you do feel good field goal percentage. Yeah, I know. Then that's a really good thing. What are you looking for? Also, other player that's really good, Joey Hauser's also averages fourteen point three points, seven point one rebounds, and almost two assists. Pretty much 50% from the So the, them two, A.J. Hogarth and Joey Hauser, are the two big names for Michigan State. And if they're going to beat Kansas State, then they're going to have to show up. Yeah. So. And, I mean, Kansas State's sort of going to have to show up, too. Well, yeah, so. but I just feel like it can... It I can trust happen. Kansas State more. I think Michigan State's going to Okay, moving on to Memphis, the eighth seed. They get a C. They lost in the first round of the tournament by one point. Uh, in the season finale, they beat Houston, giving the Not Cougars. Oh yeah, no, just the conference championship. It wasn't the season finale. Still, that's the season. Regular finale. season. Okay, fine. The conference championship game. They beat Houston by. Without Marcus Sasser. You know what? That they matters. Beat Houston. Okay, okay, but they didn't have Marcus Sasser. Any. I know, I but like, that's still impressive. I like, I'd still say Houston wins that game. I feel like more than fifty percent of the teams in this field. Probably this eight year, times out of ten, Houston wins that game. So no, that's I'm, impressive. I'm saying the teams that made this the field this year. I feel like, or at least like top ten seeds. I'm sure I'm more than fifty percent would have beat Houston without Marcus Sasser. But no. Yes. No. So Houston's gonna go down. Texas in the Elite Eight. Just okay. Give well, my early prediction. Anyway, it was a great game. Uh, FAU ended up making a layup with about two seconds left. Memphis had a good season with a couple great wins, and they played pretty well in the game against FAU. They just couldn't finish it out, so I don't blame them too much. I give, I give them a C. C-. They had, the, like, 
they also should have realized like they had so much potential after like Purdue's a weak team, but they couldn't even take care of business. I feel like they probably may have looked too much. Just feel like they could maybe they looked ahead some, but also it's like they finished the season so good with the win. I'm not saying that. Obviously, I was saying I feel like a lot of teams could have done it, but that's still impressive to beat Houston. So I wasn't trying to belittle what they did. I actually thought you were you were like I actually oh, predicted percent of the teams could have beat them easily. That were top ten seeds. No, what do you mean you weren't trying to be little though? I'm still, it's still good. I'm just saying I feel like I was thinking though they would beat Purdue in the second round. Yeah, if, I actually, I had them beating Purdue. Obviously, Purdue didn't advance and Memphis didn't advance, but yeah. Okay, uh, Florida Atlantic, the team that Memphis just lost to, they get an A. Uh, I didn't give them an A plus because I don't feel like they've really had a true test yet. They have. Let's just put it. Honest. They played fairly Dickinson the second round. They played Memphis in the first round. I feel like Memphis was too focused. Like they were just Memphis was looking the forward. They were like, I don't feel like they were really. They were looking ahead to Fairly Dickinson. Like, oh, we get Fairly Dickinson in the second round. They weren't paying. They weren't focusing as much on the game. And then. And they also you see the argument with between the players. There's one. One Memphis player is like arguing with another, and then they're like pushing. And it was oh. basically almost like they didn't seem focused. They're arguing with the rest and just like yeah. Anyway, I guess we probably shouldn't. We shouldn't be taking that away from FAU. They yeah. did play well, and they only lost three. They've only lost three games all year, so they've beaten the teams that have come across them even yeah. if they haven't been the best they really want to make a so, statement that come out and beat tennessee today and yeah. then then they're that's, that's their biggest test the tournament so then they'll prove that they're legit i mean they're if they win yeah i said yeah if they come out and beat them then they prove they're legit okay moving on to usc i gave them a c they played decently against michigan state even though they were behind for most of the game uh they didn't have a great end going on multiple scoring droughts in the second half and two to really good three point shooting by the Spartans, they were eliminated. I'd say C minus. They played okay. To me, they needed to represent the Pac-12 just because the Pac-12, like the Pac-12 is an embarrassment. The only team that's doing good is UCLA. Arizona State almost beat TCU, so that wasn't bad. But then Arizona lost to Princeton. It's like their conference barely had teams that made it, and then the team that did didn't even. Teams yeah. that did haven't done good except And then Michigan, this loss will look better if, you, Michigan, if State Michigan State keeps going on to the tournament. Uh, obviously, you don't want to lose them. But it's round. never seemed like they really, like they were never out of the game, except, the, but they didn't seem like they never, they didn't start they good. They never really seemed like the team to beat. No, they didn't, I don't like, think they, they have really instilled confidence at all through the game that you thought they could win. Yeah, I mean, they did have a nice spurt to end the half, but besides that, not really anything else. Okay, seed 11, Providence. Uh, C, Providence was able to get into the tournament having lost four of their last five games, so they kind of hurt themselves at the end of the regular season. Uh, But they weren't able to do anything in the tournament, obviously. They lost. As the season wore on, Providence struggled against good teams, and then they were only able to put up 53 against Kentucky, who... Isn't necessarily an amazing defensive team, but it's still an amazing team in general. 
and they were out-rebounded 48-31. So I already talked about Kentucky doing great on rebounds, but getting out-rebounded by that much just is really bad. Yeah, I agree. Like, the second-chance points that Kentucky gets. I mean, not probably. That. That's a seed. They did – I mean, they did good. Like, at least they didn't get completely blown out. But, like, Kentucky wasn't doing good either. They lost to Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament. Kentucky kind of, like, stumbled through to finish the season. They didn't, like, actually play really strong. So it's, like, it's not like they yeah. were playing in a team that was, like, playing amazing. I feel Kentucky. like Kentucky was overseeded, too. Like, I don't think they're actually the quality of the 60. Kentucky got 18 offensive rebounds. That's a lot of offensive rebounds. Because of Oscar Sheepway. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's... It's a task. And they only scored 61 points, so well, to yeah. your point, they're not as good as... It's a task, though, like, to have to go up against Oscar Sheepway, so you can't really blame yeah. him that much. Like, I mean, he's one of the best players in the nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Oral Roberts. I almost gave them an F, but I gave them a C-. minus. Oral Roberts came into the tournament as one of the most intriguing teams. They were the third highest scoring team in the country. Uh, averaging 83.3 points per game, and they had all the hype from going to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed two years ago. Uh, and then they went in late at A against Duke. They got Duke got out to a 15-0 start, and the game was pretty much over by half. Yeah, I give them an F. I don't give them an F because the reason they're, is, they're still the 12 seed. They're not. But no, there's the thing. Favored to win. You hear all these people saying, oh, this is a team that could pull off the upset. This is a team. When you start getting expectations, you come in. Axe Ab- Max Abemus, he was there when they made I say. When they made their um, run to the Elite Eight. Eh, Sweet 16. I don't think I got it. Oh, yeah. Sweet 16. Elite Eight was St. Peter's. But he was there when they... And then, like, they just didn't show up. They didn't seem like the same team. Obviously, they weren't the same exact team as then, but they had all the hype, and they didn't really live up to it. And it's not like the game was ever really competitive, so that's why. It was like, never competitive. Well, it wasn't ever. The only time it was competitive was the tip at the start of the game. <laughs> that was the most even, competitive even part. Won the tip. I don't remember. <laughs> Probably was, Duke. They got a Duke. 15-0 run. If it was Duke, then it definitely wasn't competitive all during the game. I just want to check, but we can move on to the next one. Uh, Louisiana, uh, the Raging Cajuns gave it their best shot. At one point in the game, they were down by 18, but they made they came back to make things interesting against Tennessee. Uh, they lost by three, but it wasn't actually that close um, because of like points just at the very end. Uh, and they did struggle against Tennessee's top defense, but they played well enough to earn a B plus, even if they. I give A minus just because they stay close against Tennessee. Tennessee, I feel like, will come out of that region now of the Final Four. So, yeah, actually, going back to what we were just talking about, Oral Roberts did win the jump ball. And <laughs> they didn't do anything after that. <laughs> so, maybe I should raise their thing to a C plus. For winning the jump ball. C, you mean? Just a regular oh, C. Just a C. They're going to move up two for winning the jump ball at the beginning, losing by 23, even though people thought that, that like, the spread, I think Duke was only favored by, like, six points. Yeah. It's like the people had confidence that they could actually at least make it interesting. But back to Louisiana, I, I think they get an A-. Cause, I mean, they didn't pull off the upset, but they at least made it close to the end. They didn't give up, and Tennessee's a really good team. Yeah, defensively at least. 
and they didn't just like completely let it like the lead what they didn't it? let it phase them yeah like they they didn't give up okay on to 14 seed montana state i didn't even realize montana state was any good this year to be honest i i don't I don't remember the last time they've made the tournament. They made it like a couple years ago. They uh, played Michi- Michigan. I don't know. Oh, um, no, they played Texas Tech. Yeah, it was like the year that Duke had Zion Williamson. Okay. Uh, they played okay against Kansas State. They didn't really ever make the game close, but they didn't really go away either. And then Raekwon Battle had a great game. He had 27 points and three rebounds, so... That's a bright spot on there, on that game. Yeah. They never, they didn't get blown out, which to me, when you're a lower seed, if you come in at least have a respectable performance, it still gives you like hope going to the next season that you can. And Kansas play. State looks like, like they could be making. If you go in and play well against the top seed, then you feel confident going to the next season. Like, yeah, we won our conference, which might not be good. But then we went and actually played good against a good, a really good team. That gives you a lot of confidence and actually helps you for the next season. Yeah. All right. And then just roll over and get destroyed. So mm-hmm. anytime you do that, I feel like that's good. I give them a B B minus. Okay. Fifteen C Vermont. Uh, Vermont was able. Oh, I'm giving them a B by the way. Vermont was able to stay close with Marquette for at least the first 25 minutes. Then Cam Jones went on a run of scoring 18 straight points by himself. Uh, I think Vermont did score a couple points in that stretch, but for Marquette, Cam Cam Jones did that. And the game was over. The Catamounts had a challenging time stopping a Marquette team that averages 79 points per game. Yeah, I feel like... Actually... Give them a B plus just because they kept it close with Marquette. I don't think Marquette wasn't as good, or I mean, they still had a good regular season, but they didn't show up the next game. But nonetheless, they like I I saw the game and it was like close still, and I was like expecting Marquette to finally go on a run. They finally did, but that Vermont kept with them at least because like at least for the first half and yeah. a little bit. Because I mean. There's only been 10 times that a 15 seeds beat a 2, so if you at least make it competitive, that's respectable. Yeah. But obviously they didn't do nearly as good as the next team we're about to talk about. Yeah, that is 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson, A+. plus. Uh, the funny thing, Fairleigh Dickinson shouldn't have even been in the March Madness tournament. They lost their conference championship game to Merrimack, but under league rules, a team needs to be in Division One for five years before they're eligible to go to the tournament. And the automatic bid went to FDU. Uh, FDU decided to make best with what they got, and they won their first four game against Texas Southern. And, and then just they blew out Texas yeah. Southern. Texas, Texas Southern, Southern shouldn't. Texas Southern been. made a run in their conference term. They actually had a losing record, which is rare that you ever. They see were that. the eight seed in a pretty not great Swack. conference. Yeah, and they won it, but then. FDU Texas Southern, they've been in the tournament for a few years in a row now. Like, I think they've been in the tournament for three yeah. years in a row. And they haven't really been good. But, I mean, it's... Still, I mean, I guess you're making the tournament. Yeah. Uh, they were able to hold All-American Zach Eady to zero shots in the final nine minutes. 
Um, we kind of already talked about this. Uh, then they played, actually they played fairly well in the second round against FAU. They only lost by nine. They were close. And it was like close that. the entire game. All of a sudden, FAU just went on a run and just put it away. But respectable, not respectable, even better than respectable. It was an amazing performance in the first round. They made the yeah. freshman guards Purdue uncomfortable like we talked about. They didn't let them get anything going. They made the game grinded out. Less possessions gives a less talented team a better chance of winning, and they played smart mm-hmm. that way. And, yeah, like, you can't ask for more from a 16 seed because the only other team, again, was UMBC. And I thought this upset, I mean, UMBC, they won by 20. But I thought this upset might be better because they had they have the shortest team in college basketball, the smallest team. So I, I consider mean, this upset better than better UMBC's than UMBC Virginia. Even crushing. though UMBC crushed them, I think this was better because Zach Eady, All-American guy, is 7-4, I think. That's just crazy. That they but won. it's like guard, the game has become more of a guard-dominant thing to where it's less impressive, especially because it's not like he's carrying the ball. Like, you have to have solid guard play. And it makes sense that a, a small, quick team can disrupt a big guy because, I mean, it's like a ton of mosquitoes. Like, like, it's like a mosquito. Think of it as, like, they're just, like, pestering Let's him. consider Fairleigh Dickinson to be a mosquito. <laughs> Group Multiple of mosquitoes. mosquitoes. <laughs> And it's just, just annoying. Pestering Zach Eady. Yeah, and that's you can't think about it when you're trying to post someone. We have all these people flying around trying to hit the ball away. That's, and then they or they just deny from the post. And once the ball is shot, they're quick to the get the rebound. Unlike the rest of Purdue, yeah, really. As I was watching the game, like FDU got some rebounds that Purdue could have easily gotten if they would have just hustled to get the ball. Yeah, it's like somehow the ball like you'd see. Like, one time I went to the baseline, and there was, like, four Purdue players, and then the FDU player was one that came up with it. It's just, like, they wanted yeah. it more than Purdue. Purdue, and the Purdue was looking bit. ahead to Memphis I think, or FAU. I think they just crumbled under pressure, too. Once the game was close, like, you don't expect a 16 seed. Yeah, a lot of times when the lower seeds uh, are actually coming in, like, and getting close games against the top seeds, the top seeds tend to fall apart more i feel like if especially if they have a young team because the lower seeds they have nothing to lose yeah. you just come in if you lose even if you lose by 20 no one's gonna blame you but if a top seed loses then that's embarrassment for years to come so they get yeah. nerves in it. okay uh, that's going to be it for the March Madness East region, and we're going to see who can make the Final Four.